So even though Irene sent me all these great articles on Braid, the video game, I thought that I would wait and discuss it with you guys and then read afterwards. Afterward? Afterward. After we recorded the discussion? After we recorded the discussion. So I'm entirely ignorant. I'm just saying maybe it would have been a better idea for you to have come prepared to your own. I have a microphone. <laughs> Did you not spend the last 20 minutes watching me set up this it's microphone? It's pretty impressive, but... I am very prepared. You... Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> is not the hill I want to die on. <laughs> <laughs> That's very wise of you. Okay. So Braid, at the end of Braid... I just watched a playthrough because mm. I do not have the technical skill <laughs> to complete that level. Apparently, it takes a little bit of work. But like, have you have you seen it? Lauren? I have I, you played it? I've watched Brian play like four seconds of it. Did you see the end? What no. happened at the end? So what happens at the end for everyone listening, whoever may ever listen to this, um, is throughout the whole thing you're like looking for the princess, right? And they say keep on saying things like the princess is in another castle. And you, they're that like bullshit Mario crap. That's right, bullshit Mario crap. And then, and there are things like you know, well, does she even exist? And you're kind of questioning that at a certain point. <laughs> like, is this guy really crazy? And throughout the whole series, whole okay. series of levels, your time is kind of going backwards and forwards, and you use time to pick things up and to complete the levels. So there's a lot of time. So the main mechanic of the game is that you press a button at any time, and it just rewinds what you just did. So if you die, you don't actually lose a life. You just rewind until back when you're alive, and you can keep going. And you keep and going. Like, and, like, learn from your mistakes. Exactly. Don't right. fuck up. I think I saw the, yeah. I, f- I saw the part where it was, like, you had to you had to go forward so far and then go back, and there were these, like, little, um, like, hedgehog-looking things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, so you yeah. had to time it you so that the hedgehog right. wouldn't fall on you. Yeah. yeah. So the end, you you finally see the princess, and she's like uh, being held by this dude who you assume is a bad guy. You're like, oh, he's like, I've got you, and she's like, help, help, and she gets up away from this bad guy, and she's still screaming, help, help, and then like there's a wall of fire, so you're both running. So she's on top. There's a ground between you, and then you're on the bottom, and she's pulling all these levers. She's letting you through. Like, you guys are working together to get this. And all of the hedgehog dudes and the cannons are all going backwards, which is not weird, because yeah, the whole the game, game is like that. And the whole level is, like, like painfully, painfully difficult. Like, way more <laughs> yeah. than the rest of the game. Yeah, it's really it's hard. Like unbelievable. So you have to keep rewinding and, like, redoing it, and it's like, eventually, you get to the end. And you get to the end, and she runs... At, at the top, there's the house. And she runs into the house, and she jumps in the bed, and then she's sleeping. And you're like, okay, she's sleeping. I gotta go wake her up, because that's what you do. You're the prince, and she's the princess. So you you had to scale, like, up to this balcony that uh, is on the other side. And you are you walk up to there, and then you feel, see that the door is locked. You're like, the door is locked. And then she jumps up, and you're like, open the door. <laughs> like, let's go. But then she sees you, and she starts running back the way she came. And you're freaking out, so you jump off this balcony, and you start running back the way you came, and trying to get her, and as you're going, you notice that the hedgehog guys are now walking the right direction, and the cannons are walking the right direction, or shooting the right direction, and then you realize that she's pulling all the levers that she pulled on the way there, but now instead of helping you, it's like she's pulling them to stop you. So every every bridge that she put down, she's now putting up, and you have to get past it before it goes up. Do you actually have to do it yourself? No, she does it. She no. Do you actually have to play it? The playback's automated. Yeah, the play. So, like at that point, once once you get to the bedroom where she's at, um, the playback 
is automated. So it just you basically it just pr- shows the little the time rewind button, and you press the time rewind button, and you watch what you had just done, but in reverse. And in reverse, it tells a different story of her trying to get away from you. And then she gets she gets uh, to the end, and she's on this thing, and she's like, "Help, help!" And then she jumps into the arms of this guy, and he's like, "I've got you!" And they go away, and you're like. What the shit just happened? Yeah, like what it turns out is that you're a creeper and you've been like chasing her the whole time and she's like yeah. with someone new and oh you Oh god, it's about a dude who's yeah. heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't let go. Exactly. And you're Jeez. like, what did I just do? You're right, because you, you purposely like did that whole level and you're like, tried so hard and like all the times you rewound it like forty times to get past the one thing, you're like, yeah. oh I did it. And then the and she was like, like helping you and then they like, looked like she was helping you, but yeah. like no, really she was running. <laughs> So it's just like, what? Yeah. Game mechanics tell the story, man. It's really, it's very yeah. good. And then there was some weird text that I just didn't understand no, what was going on. Great. Nobody understands, apparently. Well, I've heard, like, I guess the idea is that uh, it's like a parallel to the atomic bomb, but beyond that, it's the idea that you spend your life searching for knowledge, but once you get it, like, something as destructive as that kind of knowledge, mm. you can't okay. rewind and take it back. Did you, uh, is this coming from the interview you read with Jonathan Blow, or watched yeah, because I heard the atomic bomb theory and all. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I kind of get that, but I don't know why he would choose that. But then when I read that the idea is that the atomic bomb itself is like a metaphor for like knowledge you gain that you can't, that you wish you could take back, that kind of thing. Mm. It made that, more sense. That's yeah. interesting, because like they did have the, the uh, sorry, the um, the thing from the atomic bomb, they had like quotes from it. And I, rec- I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> like after I was like, this is, and then the whole background was also like this kind of, landscape with like dying children and you're like what's going on <laughs> what did i just do <laughs> yeah i was so, like i feel like he's trying to make an intellectual statement but i was like i don't get it yeah he's kind of pretentious he's kind of pretentious okay I, I think so irene thinks that he's misunderstood but well i think he's like pretentious in the way that like an artist who maybe is doing good work is pretentious but they still make good work yeah, yeah. i mean there's no okay. disputing what he's made is good it's just i think as a person, he's pretending. <laughs> yeah, like he needs a little humble pie. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think that that it was a really awesome video game. It's one of the best I've played in a long time, but it wasn't as coherent as it could have been. Like, it what? really... He should have had an editor. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like, I would have been happy to help him out. It's, well, I liked it. Now knowing how it ends, it reminds me of other games that you've played where you're like, what was the one you were playing where it was like, okay, now you have to go over here and kill this person, and you're like, wait, why am I doing this? And you don't get the choice? Oh, uh, yeah, Spec Ops. Okay, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, where it's like, the game basically is like, you're a bad person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like why game narrative is so interesting, because like, it makes you do things to tell a point, to make a point. So like, when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, that guy's a bad guy. Or like, oh, this is an ambiguous situation for the main yeah. character. But when it's a game, it's like, this is an ambiguous situation for me, and I don't know I what to do. I made those decisions. Exactly. And like, yeah. when the decisions are bad ones, or make, like, end up making you a bad person, if it were real life. Or like in Broken Age, where of. you're like, I feel really weird. Like, me as a person yeah. could not do what this character yeah. is yeah. being, like... Like, you have to do it to go forward, but you don't feel you good do about it, it, and you're like, oh, this is one of those <laughs> awful moments where it's, like, making you do something bad, well, and the only way the story can go forward is if you continue along this, like... I mean, and that's, like, a very basic way of how they do it in games, but, like, I think 
better games are ones like like Braid, where like it makes you think you're doing the right thing and makes yeah. you feel good about it, but then yeah. shows you how you've done it badly. Yeah. Well, for instance, like yesterday, we were playing Broken uh, Age, which mm. is by Double Fine, right? And it was a really good narrative. But there was a point when we were like, we are doing the wrong thing. Like, like we're not being good people. And, we, like, and you yeah. didn't have an option. Yeah. But we didn't, and we were trying to find and an option to have, to, you know, get out of this. But we're like, this guy is creepy. He's asking us to do these things, and <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah. But we couldn't, to play the game, we had to do what he said. There's a fancy word for that, actually. What? It's called ludonarrative dissonance. Ooh. It means... Ludo, uh, ludology is like gameplay and like uh, the game design, mm-hmm. and narrative is the story. So when the the gameplay is in dissonance with the story, it means they're they're not they don't match up. So the gameplay makes you want to do something, but the story is telling you to do something else or making you do something else. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like when we were in Broken Age, had to like save those creatures. We knew that something was wrong. We yeah. just knew it, but yeah. there was no way to. Stop it. To progress without mm. without saving the creatures. So we had to save the creatures, even though um, we Quote, knew, unquote, save. Yeah, we, <laughs> knew, we knew narratively that it was not the right thing to do. Right. Or, like, not what we would have done. Right. Or well, really, I think there's a... I saw this, actually. This is so weird, but I've come back to it many times in my life. And it was a an interview that someone did with Tom Cruise. Oh. Mm-hmm. When they were... This was, like, 90s, whatever, four, when they did um, Interview of the Vampire. Oh, yeah. And, like, Tom Cruise is, like, trying to explain Lestat, and he says that he, he makes this comment, and I don't know if it's his original thought or whatever, but he says people don't do things to be evil. They do things because they think they're right. Mm. So it's, like, in Braid, and, you know, it's, like, you're going forward because you think you're doing the right thing. You're, like, yeah. I'm going to save this girl oh. and be a good person. Yeah. I'm a hero. And then, it, you know, and it's, like, this kind of, like, you're disillusioned. Yeah. By what you think is right. Yeah. You know, and, and so, like, I've heard, I brought this up before, and people were talking about, like, you know, like, Hitler did all those horrible things because it thought it was the right thing to do. And even though everybody else outside of him could be like, no, Obviously you're an not. asshole, <laughs> uh, don't do these things. Like, you know what I mean? So it yeah. kind of, like, sets up that kind of, like, if you can make a person, like, and you know the game player believe that they're doing the right thing yeah. they will do whatever you tell them to do yeah yes. like in that that game that you're talking about where it's like yeah. you know shooting people or whatever or you know or saving the little yeah the mm. game she's talking about is spec ops the line it came out uh, i guess like a couple years ago but it was uh, just so people listening will know it was a, a third person military shooter where you run around and like shoot people in, in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or something. Oh, okay. And like I guess Dubai had been covered by like a sandstorm and like a catastrophic like environmental event. So like there's no law or order in the city mm. and like some group of mil- American military guys have sent in to like kind of maintain mal- law and order. But um, it, that does not go well. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And so, yes. basically, you're sent in after them to try and, like... <laughs> after them. I get it. To maintain, or to, like, reinstate the law and order that they are trying, <laughs> supposed to maintain. And, like, you end up, like... Like, some of the first things you do is, like, shoot American soldiers. And your character is like, Why did we just shoot American soldiers? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, like, it, you know, as a player, you're like, Yeah. What, is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's not a normal... I'm used to shooting brown people. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's awesome, Yeah. I think that's very accurate. Yeah, there's just more. It just gets, gets yeah. crazier and crazier, and eventually it turns out that you are a 
jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it speaks to also, like, Braid and this game speak to, like, a larger tradition that they're kind of playing. Like, Braid was definitely playing off of this, I guess you could call it historical knowledge of video games that <laughs> we have. Because, you know, in Mario, which is, you know, present in everyone's mind no matter how, you know, when you started playing video games... You save the princess. And that's, like... In Zelda. Zelda, all yeah. these other games. You save the princess. Even in, like... I guess almost every story, there's, like, a damsel in distress, and you save her. But in this, you're, like... So they're preying on that fact that you know that is a given. And that you have to save the that princess. That you have to save the princess. But in all, it's, like, funny, because in all those other games, like, the princess's opinion doesn't really come into it. Like, she clearly wants to be saved, and, like, you know, you save yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, it's like, oh, wait, she's a person that has opinions. Like, yeah. I'm not used to her being an actor in the game. Like, like, I'm, wait a I'm the one with agency. What's she doing? Yeah. And it kind of turns things on its head a little bit for her. And for the also, player. in the when you were talking about the spec ops, like you said, I'm used to shooting brown people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm used to, like, being the good guy, and the good guy saves people right. by shooting other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, saves some people by killing other people. Other people. So, and then you're, it turns that on its head, because now you're shooting the good guys, and you're like, wait yeah. a second. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to play this game, but so I'm just going to tell you what happens at the end. It turns out you were, you, your, your guy was, like, having PTSD the whole time, and just, like, wanted to, like, be a fucking hero. And, was, like, like freaking out. He rolled in <laughs> the city and just started blasting people. Oh my god. And, like... It, it turns out, like, you're just crazy, and, like, you're hallucinating the, the evil commander that's controlling, like, the 53rd Regiment or whatever the American Army unit is there, and you, you just completely hallucinates this this that's evil awesome. bad guy, and he gets up, he finally finds, like, where he's supposed to be, and he looks in the mirror, and it's him. <gasps> but, like, there's this great part at the end where he's, like, talking to this, like, imaginary commander guy, and he's like, don't pretend like you don't know who I am and what's going on here. Like, you just, you didn't do this for justice. You just did this because you wanted to feel like a hero for a minute. And, like, at that point, it's, like, very clear that he's talking to the player. Like, <laughs> you just wanted to feel like a hero. Don't pretend like you're being a good guy by you're blasting You're sitting here playing a video game. Exactly. Like, you're not a fucking wow. hero. You're, you're at the very least, it's a fantasy. At the very worst, you're a scumbag. That's intense. Yeah, and, like, I, there were a few times in that game where I was just like, I'm not even going to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then at, at the end, I was like, Fine. Judge like, McJudgerson? <laughs> like, it's like, finally, I don't have to play this again. anymore. <laughs> it was extremely good, though. Like, it really kind of... That's you know, good. That's what makes good video well, games. Well, it gives like you that. that fight club kind of feel where you're like, Oh my god, Tyler Durden is on the world! And, you know, and everybody was, like, so shocked, and now it's, like, a common plot twist. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's but it was done one. so well. Yeah. You know, and sometimes well, that, sometimes it's done so well in movies or games or whatever. Well, I think it's it's important to to note the difference between like the Tyler Durden like the Fight Club thing is it's a movie. So like once again, it's like oh those people were the same people, great. But in a game, it's like I was doing something like me personally shot and killed all those people because yeah. I thought I was being a good guy. It's like it's as if as if you were Tyler Durden and like caught like blowing up buildings and stuff, and then at the end you're like oh. I shouldn't have done that. Really. I think I think that's an interesting I thing. Green. Uh, I am Soylent Green. <laughs> I think I'm people. <laughs> that's interesting to point out that like yesterday, all of us sat on the couch for four hours and watched Matthew play of this video game, Broken I mean, Age. It's not like I didn't let anyone else play. By the way, I tried no. to make them play, and they're like, "No, no, we're yes, watching. We're not trying. To, <laughs> we're not trying to say." Anyway, I was like, "So we just went. We were just like." We want to know what happens, but we don't want to play. So we sat, like, four hours, that's twice as long as the average movie, and watched him play, and we were enthralled the whole time. Like, I never thought of getting up. I, like, towards the end, I was like, I should probably, like, eat dinner or something. 
but we never thought of leaving because it was so engaging and I think part of it is because it's a, it's like a movie but you make the decisions yeah. even if it's predestined what's going to happen you still have to figure it out and you still have to you drive know, the make, action exactly because I think it's like a book you know like people say like oh video games you can do anything that's why they can't be art but it's not you can't do anything like clearly no Robert Ebert Roger Ebert thinks that and he's an idiot but <laughs> as he played now, so. mm, I think the other guy's dead no, I thought we both died. Roger, he died this last year. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, he did. Good. Speaking of the dead, over here, Matthew. No. He's still alive. Um, dumb, dumb, but dumb. But anyways, I think it's the same deal. It's like with I'm trying to think of like different types of art and like mm-hmm. like visual art and and movies and music. They will happen, and the the art will happen around you, whether or not you kind of like get it. Yeah. You know, and so like. You can you can like they're easy to enjoy because like they just wash over you and like even if you don't get the deeper themes, it doesn't matter because yeah. like fuck you you know <laughs> like yeah. we're going There's on. Something to be said about like the visual you know when you were talking about like visually you know like you could say pe- people that would argue that video games are not art. It's like how is this how is the creation of this any different from like an animated? Yeah no I mean I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's yeah. definitely a, a dead horse that has been beaten in many another media. Yeah but. The thing I was gonna say is that books and video games don't like they just don't go unless you get it. Like you must get it to continue. I guess like books you can just read. Yeah, but yeah, I get what you're saying though. Like it, the rest of it won't. I mean, the average reader, if you don't understand something, you'll go back and read. Yeah, or like you just won't you won't fit, get to the end because yeah. like, you cannot accomplish like the task is set for you like mm-hmm. understand what's I would happening argue that many of my high school reading assignments were <laughs> totally read and not understood in that very way like I guess to enjoy to fully like enjoy Hawthorne it. yeah like Scarlet Letter is like fine I don't care I just need to read this because I was told to do this I did not I enjoy it and I did not right. like it I, I guess you like, can also, I get the metaphors god damn it like, I guess you can also play through your video game and not really get it either you know yeah, and I and but there, but then you're you're not getting anything from it. Also, like you can you can finish it. Like you could finish yeah. the book. You can finish the game, but it won't like. I guess what I'm saying yeah. is that it requires engagement from beginning to end. Like you can kind of zone out during a piece of music or during a movie and like kind of basically catch up later. Yeah. Whereas with a book or a video game, like you literally cannot zone out, or else like you just don't do any. Like it doesn't yeah. happen. Like, and I I think video games are unique in that they're interactive. <laughs> like it, yeah. Well, book even more than books. Yeah, even yeah. more than books, though. Most definitely. There, yeah, and in less than a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> okay, then. What's up? Um, and like, there's some games like mechanics. There was a game that I was playing, and it's very popular. And I watched this playthrough with you. I'm trying to remember. Do you, do you remember what happened in it? There are aliens. Super <laughs> <laughs> helpful. I know. Well, okay, so I'll describe this mechanic. Maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. So there's a fight going on, mm-hmm. and the person you're with, who is the, a good guy, wants uh, raises their weapon to shoot somebody. Oh. And you're like... And you have a moment where you can decide to push them out of the way so they can't shoot that person. Mass Effect? Yes. <laughs> Mass Effect. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't play a lot of video games, obviously, but I watch them. Um... So yeah, in Mass Effect, you have that option to like push someone aside to make that decision, or you could just let them shoot them, like see yeah. what happens. So I think that that's really clever, and that makes me want to play that game, which I will eventually. I promise. There's a there's like a lab at uh, Arena's uh, at NCSU. Mm-hmm. They they're a 
generative narrative video game lab. So they work on games that generate their own narratives that make sense. That's awesome. And there's, like, uh, there's a bunch of good examples of like games like this that already exist, yeah, or that use kind of like technology like this. But um, they're specifically designed like doing that now to like to like figure out how to make a game. So like in the case of like Mass Effect, we were just talking like if this kind of thing comes around eventually, yeah, you would have infinite choices. Basically, you could do anything, and the game's narrative engine would, would be change. able to would be able to be like, oh, so he instead he blew up that rock, which means like these six things could happen, oh. you know, and like it would generate the narrative as you play. That's really fascinating. Yeah, it really is. It's super interesting, and, and like uh, I guess that also kind of like a good example of something like that is like Dwarf Fortress, where it's. It's called emergent narrative, where it, it, there's no real story that goes mm-hmm. on, but by doing things and by the complexity of the system, like it's just massively complex. They in this game, it's like a, a city builder game where you have to like control dwarves to like mm-hmm. build things, and like there's no story, there's no goal. You just try and stay alive as long as possible. But it's so complex, like they they generate the world by like running geological deformations on like. 3D maps of the planet and like the, the rivers run and change course over the course of a thousand years before you even get on the planet wow. to colonize it and stuff and then there's like miner- like a thousand minerals you can mine and make into like a thousand different objects and then combine them and each dwarf has like health stats for his like liver and each one of his organs and stuff wow. it's just insane right but like because this is so complex there's like a thousand different creatures you can like interact with and each one can have like effects like a haunted lizard or like an undead lizard or like a golden lizard and like they all have different abilities and things these combinations like one combination one thing is lizard and then golden or haunted or exactly all these things and like you can just combine in so many different ways but because it's so complex you can get just like these outrageous stories that happen like naturally and it's like and they're not, they're not like good sometimes sometimes it's just like oh I ate some food and then I went to sleep but other times it's just because of how complex and how like ridiculous the simulation is you can get just like these like epic tales that are <laughs> incredible like I read the story like people will like actually write out what happens in their, sto- their, their games because they're so interesting yeah like so for instance I read the story where you get a queen you can get like a king and a queen if you do enough work uh-huh. uh, and eventually they'll come the, and they'll make like demands on your society <laughs> like we must make more gold objects and so you're like fuck I have to find gold and I have to I make don't, objects like, really out of shitty. it really <laughs> shitty kind of but I mean you have the yeah we have a king and queen it's like ah oh. Yeah, exactly. It kind of is. It's really a pain in the ass. But they, but then you have the. But it's like a, it's like a an accomplishment, like an achievement unlocked. You know, like I got a king and queen. Ah. I remember you were waiting for that king forever. I finally got one. It was like it was like the great pumpkin. It was so cool. Yeah, (laughs) I was. I flipped out when I got one. But okay, so the story, um, the king and queen came, and they were, it was fine. They were like making demands, and he was the guy was meeting them, and then the the king goes out into the forest to like do some hunting or like recreational activity, whatever. And he gets killed by something. And so, and like before anyone had any time to react, he was dead. Aww. And it was like really sad, I guess. But the queen was still alive, and she went into mourning, as you do. And, um, but he was, his, uh, his mountain home was doing so well that another king and queen immigrated immediately and started making demands. <laughs> on top of the ones that the queen was still making, because she was technically, in the program, still the queen. Yeah. So it's like they had like a little coup going on, like the former queen <laughs> and the new queen. And so the guy couldn't keep up with both of these ridiculous like sets of demands that were coming from two different royal families. So he, he like got in his head to like drown the old queen. <laughs> oh my god! So he created like a little chamber underneath the water, and like you can make like locks and, and, and gullies and things, and like doors that open automatically. People have made like 
logic computers out of like the game mm. pieces. It's crazy. But anyways, so he makes like a little chamber that was going to fill with water when a lever is pressed, and he told the queen to go. And he, I think he put like like one weaving basket in there and told the queen to go weave it. <laughs> and so she went down there and she started weaving it or something like that. Somehow she got to the chamber and she, he sent another person to go pull the lever to drown her. And he was about to do it, and the guy was about to pull the lever, but then he saw there was, like, two people in there. And he was like, what just happened? And, like, it's all ASCII art, so you can't really see yeah. really well what's happening. You kind of have to know how to read, like, read uh, the the screen. It looks like the Matrix, but it's, like, it's cool. But it, what had happened was the queen had apparently been pregnant, and he didn't know it. And she <gasps> gave birth in the chamber oh where she was God. about to die. Oh, my God! So he had to, like, kind of think about, like, am I going to drown both of these people? Oh, my God! Just to stop the demands? Or do I save the life of this oh newborn child? <laughs> That's the serious shit! Yeah, and like, I think you Are said, you crying? <laughs> I don't know about that! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. Like, emergent narrative. Like, things like that happen all no, the time. No, wait, 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 wait. How did she get pregnant? From the, from the old king. Okay, okay. okay. I imagine. I'm, I mean, maybe, maybe the new yeah, king. Yeah, exactly. Was there a king? I, I didn't know. hear. I just heard the queen's oh thing. So. Yeah. And then, so I think he actually ended up saving her, but or like like sparing her life and just dealing with it. Drown the other one. <laughs> Drown the king. Then there's only two. Well, then there'd be two queens and a new king would come. I guess we could like continuously just like... Drown all the kings. <laughs> like have a line of queens. Patriarchy. <laughs> or like a harem, I guess. <laughs> Depends on your point of view. I guess. <laughs> God. But yeah, anyways, emergent Jesus. narrative is really interesting. How do they get pregnant? Do you tell them to have sex? No, they do it on their own. I mean, they're married. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they develop... Rela- this is like an extremely complex simulation. They develop relationships. They I have, remember like, you were telling me one shit. story where there was like I don't even think Seth can get pregnant <laughs> there was like a husband and wife weird shit. they don't do that there was like a husband and wife and the the husband died and the wife was carrying around his chair or something like <laughs> something that was owned by him and she just wouldn't put it down yeah yeah and you were just like put it the fuck down he's dead come on I was like she's moody yeah no like so what happened is I had these two doors and each one has like stats that can get like raised in like a, a, a thousand different skills it's like it's literally bonkers like wow. this game is so in depth so I had these two I, I don't even know the status of my lever currently <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the idea of knowing everyone else they know the doors like oh, yeah. percentage points you know? uh, yeah like. but anyways the, I had these two that um, were like sure, the, the baddest ass possible warriors in the game like they're as good at killing people as you can get a dwarf to be and they were legendary status is actually what it's called <laughs> they were legendary warriors both of them and of course they, they married and had a child and the um, the woman I guess who had the child was taking like maternity leave and there was an attack and the, the, the guy went out into the field with his team mm-hmm. and like they, they destroyed the attackers but the guy got killed no. And her, so husband? her husband the baby daddy killed. the baby daddy got killed That's right. <laughs> they were married oh okay, okay. <laughs> I don't married. I don't Hold with that kind of <laughs> immorality, immorality not in my, in my dark fortress. Yeah. But okay, and the other thing, the thing to know is like when when beloved dwarves get killed, their beloved person sometimes can go into like a rage and like start and, like like a morning rage, like just like smashing yeah. things and busting through doors and like not my basket. Yeah, yeah no, sometimes they'll kill people like out of, out of this oh, rage. Wow. And you have to remember, she's a legendary killing machine. Yeah, she has the highest. Stop I could not stop her. Like if she decided to rage, like uh, many people would die. Like we would kill her eventually, but it would be uh, catastrophic. Wow! Can you lock her in a room? You can, but yeah, but I did. (laughs) But okay. So anyway, because the thing is, the 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 manager of the city goes to tell the the woman that she's 
they're dead. So if I locked her in the room, she'd be in there with the manager of the city, who would then be dead. Who had just forfeited his life. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, okay, let's just see how this plays out. And I was, like, super nervous that, like, everyone's going to get slaughtered. I had, like, a, a squad on ready. Like, <laughs> like, like, down the hall. I had them, like, around the corner, like, ready to, like, ah! And um, so this guy goes into her room, with, and she's, like, with her little child, and, like, they're playing or whatever. And she's, like, happy. And, I, and like, you, they have, like, emotional states you can watch change. In the sh- it's, like, really Take complex. So, like, I watched him go in, and then, like, in her job status, it was, like, having a conversation. And then, like, immediately her her status went, like, in mourning. But she didn't flip out. She was just, like, uh-huh. stoically, like, I understood the risk of the job when I took oh. it. Like, she, like, knew. Wow. <laughs> but she also would carry around the stool forever, like Emily was saying. Yeah, <laughs> she, like, that's so sad. <laughs> but it was, like a, a, like, a real narrative. It was, like, she was, like, a soldier's wife. And she knew the risks <laughs> that were involved. And being herself a soldier. Yeah. Like, she was... I wonder, I wonder if she hadn't had the little boy... It maybe she would have raged. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this opens like that total like possibility. Yeah, yeah. You know these parallel universes of you know like well maybe since she had like a living reminder. Yeah. She's obviously like really <laughs> sad, but what if she didn't have the kid and she's just like I'm fucking alone. I'm <laughs> the table. Yeah. <laughs> Onto your skull. But I think the, the important thing to mention here is that this is a this is like a, a what's called an emergent narrative where things aren't set. <laughs> like it isn't set that this will happen, and it isn't like made for the benefit of the player. Like, they just happen because they, it emerges naturally from the game mechanics because they're so complex that they interact in re- weirdly weird yeah. ways. Whereas uh, the place, uh, the lab at NCSU, what they do is they try and make game narratives that make sense and are dramatic and have, like, poignant points, but that also are generated randomly from the events of the game. So, I like, door the player choices. Fortress. The player choices, yeah. Door Fortress, but, like, with more... Uh, thematic Yeah, like elements. a sense of a drama or like a story arc or something. Okay. Or I guess kind of more like a choose-your-own-adventure where like like in a video game you can like make those choices and they all have different endings instead of like making you think you've made a choice mm-hmm. when yeah. no matter what yeah. you do, you do the same thing. But. Yeah, there's a lot of that in yeah. games too. But it's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. Well, like in a, like um, Bioshock, you know, it's like... It's a perfect example of ludonarrative dissidence like I was saying earlier. Yeah. That you have to make a... a the well, they, they make you, like, either save these, like, little sisters or, like, yeah. sacrifice them to get, more, like, quote-unquote more, like, resources to use. But the thing is, someone did, like, a, a graph that showed no matter what you did, you ended up, like, within, a like, a 5% variance at the end of your power. So if you save them all or if you kill them all, you end up with, like, a 5% difference in variance. Oh. So, like, it was, like, a fake choice throughout the whole game. And it's kind of like a, a letdown. Oh. It's kind of like it made you feel better... Or worse, if you killed them yeah, all. Like the, well, yeah. So the narrative made you think one thing, whereas the, the ludology of it was just, like, exactly the same. Interesting. Yeah. And then what happened to... You know, like, that was my thing with, with those kinds of uh, games where it's like, save the little sister. Okay, all right, I won't kill her. I'll, you know, whatever. And then mm. she's like, thanks. And then she goes and, like, runs off. And it's like, well, that's still extremely, like... You know, like, irresponsible because you're running around <laughs> killing all these crazy people. And now you've led this, like, eight-year-old girl who, <laughs> up until now, we have to assume, was, like, either protected from it because of her power or was at least, like, aloof to it. You know, like, Or a figment of your imagination. Oh, you need to kill her protector. Yeah, you know, like, it's, it's the big daddy's got, I mean. yeah. yeah, so, I mean, like, you kill her protector and then you set her free and... Nobody to save her. Exactly. Yeah. So she's like running around this place, and when it gets destroyed, 
Yeah, well, like, it inevitably does. Like, so she ends up drowning anyways. Oh, like, like, spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't never bother me because, like, they always respawn. The big daddies always respawn. <laughs> so I was like, like, I guess they have an infinite supply somewhere and they just assign them to new little sisters whenever there's, like, a, a shortage or something. So, like, I was, like, always like, okay, well, they're always going to have a protector. <laughs> Somehow. Didn't bother you too much, I yeah, see. Yeah, I guess, like, the, the gameplay and the story kind of converged there for me. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I also wanted to talk about that game you bought me for Christmas, Going Gone Home. Home. Gone Home? Yeah. Going Home. Well, that's also, like, there's only one story in that, right? Yeah. But there's, like, infinite little pieces that kind of... It's... I think of it as like writing because I'm a writer so to build this world you have to add in these little details like you learn uh, for anyone who hasn't played it Gone Home is like you arrive back from a trip from Europe and your parents didn't pick you up at the um, airport and no one's at home and you're going through your house and trying to figure out what happened and like where your parents are and nothing's broken or anything and where your sister is too and where your sister is and there are other people no there's nobody else in the house it's just a family home no 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 I mean like you said like do you, do you, does it open when you're at the airport? No, 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 no. you're just in the house. Okay, but so you never you see anybody. You start on the front porch. Yeah, okay. and you have to figure out kind of like why you're there. The, there's like a an answering machine, uh, there's a message on the answering machine from you that's saying like, okay, pick me up at this time at this airport, I'll see you then, and like this kind of thing. So you have to figure out like why you're there, who you are, and it's very clever, and there's a lot of little things that you can you can ignore, like because they're not part of the main story. Mm-hmm. But um, you can keep going. Also, like for instance, her dad is a like really terrible sci-fi writer who <laughs> writes about like this dude saving the world or saving JFK specifically. specifically yeah, he's like obsessed with JFK. And, yeah, like, you can go through like boxes of his stuff in the attic and stuff, <laughs> and just like find like tons of his books that he hasn't sold and it's like really funny and kind of cute you're like yeah. oh dad and then there was like a, a press that uh, reissued re- his book and he was so excited yeah. but they were reissuing it like ironically because it was so bad but he didn't quite get it because he was super excited he's like I could write another one he, like you find this letter from him to the press that's like I know you guys aren't printing new books or you're only reprinting old books but let me just pitch this to you <laughs> he's super excited about it mm-hmm. and um yeah, and all these things, like, you learn about his her sister, who, um, there's, like, various things that she thinks the house is haunted, and this one point, I thought the house was haunted, because I found, like, a cross in the crawl space, <laughs> and it was, like, something was written on it, like, God save me, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I had to turn it off, I literally had to turn it off, I went downstairs to find my roommates, to, you know, make sure nothing else was haunted, it was terrifying, but there is no ghost in this story, sorry for the spoilers, but there is no ghost. I would just freak to myself out. Yes. I remember me and Matt were, like, sitting on the edge of the chair, and, like, I think we just turned into a room, and, like, I heard a noise, and you're freaking out, and it's just, like, the TV was on or something. Yeah. yeah. The part that really got me was, like, at this point in the game, you're, like, looking for your sister, like, what happened to... Yeah. I forget her name, but... Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But you're, like, looking for your sister, like, oh, my God, she should be here, like, there's no reason for her to be gone, like, what's going on, and, like, she's been having, like, weird little angsty problems and stuff. And, like, you get all these little notes from her and her friends, and they're like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it today. Like, we're going to do it. And, like, you're like, oh, God, what are they going to do? And yeah. you go into the bathroom, and, like, the <gasps> tub is full of red. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? I had a little what is this? heart yeah. attack. And then you, like, run over the, the tub, like, you're looking inside it, and then, like, you notice, like, right next to it, there's, like, a little thing of red hair dye. And you're like, you're oh, like, my God. God. <laughs> when I find her, I was like, I'm going to strangle her. I'm going to kill her. Like, she's not even my real sister. Exactly. But I'm going to kill her. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I, I did that, too, because I was, like, I, I walked in that room, and then I walked out, and I was, like, I have to prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, 
And then I walked in again, and I found the die, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to murder her. Clean up that shit! That's gonna leave a rain! Also, I thought that you committed to it. That's right. Yeah. Into that oh, the end, though, like in the attic, I was like, I don't want to go in the attic. I don't want to go any further. Like, the further we got into the attic, I was just like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I want to know. But yeah, and like, I think one of the major opportunities that was missed in that, that there was no ghost. <laughs> I wanted there to be a ghost. Well, so, what ends up happening? What's the. Oh, I mean. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, spoiler she alert. just finds out that her sister ran away with her girlfriend. So, her sister was uh, gay, and she. Like a young. Coming out she story. was just kind of, you know, discovering herself, and she fell in love with this girl. And her parents were obviously against it. This was like the nineties. Yeah, the nineties that it was uh, happening. And all of her tape mixtapes were like this really awesome punk music, you know, like just like girl thrash <laughs> punk music. Yeah. yeah, and like angry, angry. So punk the little music. sister ran away with her lover, and yeah. her parents were out trying to find her. Right. And yeah, that's the parents were trying to find you. I think oh, the parents were on a romantic retreat. Yeah, I think they just kind of left. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just forgot to pick you up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and the, the, there's also these, <laughs> these really like, bad underlying. parents. <laughs> there's these underlying stories, like that the the mother was having an or thinking about having an affair, maybe not. That's right. And then on the fridge, you find the uh, wedding invitation for the guy that she was thinking about having an affair with his wedding invitation with someone else. <laughs> so you're like, oh, poor mom, but also you were having, you were thinking about having yeah, like, that's not okay. Mm. And like, all, all these sorts I of really things. I really liked, uh, the dad had a bunch of tapes in his, like, in like, by the TV. And they were all VHS tapes and they were all like, really good stuff. Like, Videotapes of Jurassic Park and the X Files <laughs> and Independence Day and like I spent like twenty minutes just like going through all his tapes being Did like, you? Oh, good taste. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I really like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Was like, it was just cool because like you got to know him. Like he had a very specific taste and it was like a taste that I really appreciated. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, and like you got to know all the characters, except I guess yourself because you weren't really represented at all yeah. in the house, but because they had just moved there. Um, but there's also like secret passages and everything. I was like, "This is a nice house." Yeah, it's enough to be extremely this big. Is, yeah, it's huge. For also. people to live in, but also probably just enough space for a game to exist. Yeah, so. and also a really creepy call space. <laughs> just to say. But anyway, I, you were God say. Oh uh, well, there's two things. Um, the first one is that there's a really funny YouTube video about because um, people say that that game is not really a game because like you just kind of explore and it's more like narrative fi- interactive fiction and like etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So someone made this like. YouTube video of like of like a, a of that game turned into a first person shooter so it's just got like hands like digitally into the video like boom blowing up guys and it's like there's like explosions in the background and stuff and it's like an advertisement for it and like one of the blurbs like it'll like cut between footage like footage of the game quote unquote uh-huh. and and like little like blurbs from like from third party websites that are like it's super good like so many explosions and then one of them is like definitely a game this time <laughs> It's really funny. Oh, yeah. But um, the other thing is, like, I was, um, like, playing that game actually made me, like, really um, interested in going through Yaya's computer. Our, our grandmother. Our grandmother died uh, a couple last of years year. ago. Last year. year. Last year? <laughs> well, no, it's 2014. No, she died she in 2012. Died she did. She died October. October 2012. In 2012. So it was technically two years ago, if you're doing math. No, because it's not. <laughs> a year and a half. Whatever. It was, it's not even a year. It was about a year. We love you, Yaya. <laughs> it was about a year ago. But I, I uh, got her computer. I was I said I wanted it and I would take care of all the data Did on it. Do you still have it? The way? I do. I have the chairs. And I got all the data off it and okay. everything else. I give it to Gabe, our brother. But um but watching it's for plastic. <laughs> but uh, playing that game 
and like going through all these people's stuff and like being like man I really like going through all this people's stuff and like seeing what was there <laughs> yeah. and like kind of uncovering their life and I was like man and like I, I thought found myself thinking like man I wish I had relatives I could do this too and then what? I was like oh wait I have my grandmother I can totally just go through her stuff and like uncover things but what it, see the and danger like it, there is what if you find something you don't like it's your your problem I mean whatever she's dead <laughs> no I know but like you have to be careful with things like going through people's stuff because you might find like if they're like, dead. You know, like the you know the thing about the mom having oh, an affair, affair or something and it might change yeah. your like I doubt severely your grandmother in this situation you know, I doubt you'll stumble upon something that would make you like. <laughs> it was horrible. For our, our situation specifically, I doubt there's anything that could yeah. you know, shock us. But um, I can see what you mean. Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is, like, I had that computer for like about a year, and then I played this game, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I should probably do that now. It's and, like, kind, it, it kind yeah. of like, mentally prepared me to do like that task, like, yeah. get all the data off of it, and like, like uh, consolidate all her contacts and things like that. Yeah. So like, I I kind of thought that was a really good. Coping, I don't know, coping mechanism or something. Yeah. No, I mean, I when she first died, I went into her apartment, um, and I actually stayed the night there, which was good for me because I hadn't seen her in a long time, and it was nice to, I, I mean, her sheets still smelled like her and mm. things like that, and it was it was fun to go through her stuff. Like I really did go through her stuff, and like we have a lot of things in common. For instance, like she likes to paint and so do I and like I took all of her painting stuff because no one else really likes to paint she likes uh, she was an English teacher so she has all these books on on, um, these Greek tragedies Um, and so I have actually most of them so it didn't really help but I took some of them and I was like reading she has a ton of books on Cyprus because she was super into that so I took all of her books on Cyprus and I was reading some of them a lot of them were like propaganda which was just amusing (laughs) but you know cute so it was nice it's it's interesting well yeah like the same thing happened with when my grandfather died and my grandfather has like the coolest shit and it's like I had heard about these things like yeah 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 I mean, like his like his record players, like his gramophones, yeah. the Edison one that I have, his like braille machines, which I specifically asked for and wanted one, and I still haven't gotten it because my grandmother. <laughs> the braille machines? Yeah. What is that? He um my so my grandfather was blind and it's so it's like a typewriter. Hmm. But have you ever seen like the stenographer's machine? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like in the courtrooms, the guys that do the shorthand. They're just, I thought they were just typewriters. Nope. They're like, it's got like 24 keys and different, you have to learn. They don't have anything on them. Oh. You just have to learn. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's one of my coworkers actually going to school for it and I've seen her. So it was kind of like that. Um, and it would write Braille. So it's like, it's like an old school typewriter. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it would write braille. Sense, would yeah, in the sense that it had, like, the keys, and it would make the indents from behind. So instead, oh. of, like, instead of, like, a key smacking the paper and the ink, it, like, poked it from behind and made the indent. That would How interesting. And I really want one. Yeah. But it's, like, you know, it's, like, stuff like that where, like, uh, my grandfather's, uh, the leash for his first seeing eye dog. Oh. It's, like, this really intense, like looking thing at first I thought it was some kind of prosthetic limb or like brace and then I realized it's I was like ah shit it's upside down and this is the part that would like strap underneath her her tummy and this was for you know so it's like it's stuff like that where it's like very cool and you get a sense of like 
someone's life. Yeah, yeah. Through their things. Yeah. I think, like, the reason why I love games like, um, like Gone Home, mm-hmm. um, and part of what's been attracting me to some recent video games is that instead of, like, passively watching someone's experience, if you would in a movie, like, you kind yeah. of are that person and you yeah. act as that person. Nice something like going through your yeah, belongings, like yeah. mm-hmm. getting in her head a little. Bit. Yeah, and like we were saying, like um, we got super mad at the sister whose name we can't remember, and I'm still angry. <laughs> at her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like she's not even my sister. She's not even real. I don't have a sister, but I was pissed off, and I was like going to whoop her. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's it makes you feel these things. I I especially appreciate that one because. As a writer, like, that was just some really yeah. awesome writing, just in general. All those little things that, you know, made up a life were just yeah. really awesome. It kind of makes me think, like, what else you can do with that kind of um, setup, like, just the first-person view in the environment setup. And there's a couple of other games that do that. Um, there's one called Dear Escher, which was, like, one of the better games of, like, 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't I have it. I've never even played it. But it's just, like, gorgeous environments that you walk through and you hear, like, narrative spoken to you, I think. Do you, like end up back where you started. I don't know. I think it's different every time you play. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Well, there's another one called um, uh, Amnesia uh, something. Dark Descent? The Dark Descent, that's what it is, yeah. But it's like a horror game, and it uses a lot of, like, uh, uh, lens effects, like color color shifts, and, mm-hmm. like, fisheye changes, and depth of field, and, like, and, and noises. And it's just, it's so freaky. <laughs> Like, it's so scary. And, like, at some point, like, I didn't even... I played it for, like, an hour and a half, and I never even saw the monster. But at some point, there's a monster that chases, and you have to run away from it. But, like, oh it was just scary without yeah. having a monster. Like, it was just an environment you walk through, and, like, it was just, like, noises would come from, like, over here. And you'd be like, wow. Oh, there's a monster somewhere. <laughs> and, like, for an hour and a half, you're, like, on edge. Com- I was on edge completely. Oh and, like... God. You're like, why like, am I doing yeah, this? Like, I, I need to stop. I have a choice, but I don't. <laughs> exactly. At some point, I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, um, there's this game when we were kids that we used to play, and I just had no idea how to play it. And it, it just, the whole premise was that you were a person, and there was a monster coming, and you had to do something about it. <laughs> but I did not know how... We, alone in the dark. Alone yeah. in the dark, and we're just like... I was always, like, I was on the edge of tears. Like, I just could not, I would pick up a lantern, but you couldn't do anything with the lantern except light things. I was like, hit the monster with the lantern! Like, there was, I never figured out that game, because I just not. couldn't figure out we what you were it. supposed to do. I wonder if right. there's... I would have a nightmare again. <laughs> no, I think, like, playing it as an adult, as an adult I feel like one or two things might be smart enough. Yeah, yeah one, one thing, you might be smart enough to actually, like, figure out how to do it, or, or two, relax. you would be able to see how, like, silly it is. You'd be like, right. you well, know, they, like... They made a... I watched a Little Mermaid movie out of it. Did they really? They really did. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not watching that movie. Because <laughs> I will just have a relapse of that helpless feeling. And it was just, it was really good. I can say now <laughs> that it was a very good in that, like, you had a limited amount of things that you could do. And time was... And it seemed that you would have to die several times before you got this right. Because there was just, there's such a limited amount of things. So... I remember playing this game on online, and it was... It's like a puzzle game, and you were locked in a car? Mm-hmm. Or there are different levels, and one of them was like, you're locked in a room, and so you have to walk around the room, and you can pick up certain things and use them and figure out how to get out of the room, and then uh, there's another one where you're, like, locked in a car, and so you can get... Like, you start off in the trunk, and then you can... 
get you you know how like seats will fold forward so you can crawl into the car but you can't get and it's the mm. stupidest thing ever and I remember getting like so pissed off because I was like there is nothing <laughs> like I have everything gone just being like punch, punch the window out like just you know what I mean like take the the head off the yeah. back of the, the headrest and like punch through the window and you're free but those you asshole and like those functionalities weren't there. oh it was awful oh, and I got okay. so and I remember just getting so angry and like claustrophobic even. Yeah. and just being like I want to get out of this car oh my god and I'm sitting like in my living room like, <laughs> freaking out about being locked in this car it was That's so because you're like if I was actually in this situation I would have be out of this situation <laughs> exactly <laughs> I wouldn't have to like rip the lining out of the like top of the glove box <laughs> to find the screwdriver yeah. <laughs> you know well now we know <laughs> That's well, it's interesting that you bring that up because it's like um, it reminds me of like old old school adventure games. Like they used to be big in like I guess the nineties, eighties, early <laughs> late eighties. At some yeah, <laughs> they used to be big at some point, and uh, like there's this really great and like they eventually fell out of favor in favor of like other types of genres of game. But they're coming back now, so that's you're like, talking about like text based games. Uh, no, no, like uh, point and click adventures, like uh, oh, okay. uh, Broken Age, like we were playing last night. Oh, okay. It's like that's considered like the resurgence of like okay, so of that what, genre. What was the original? Are you talking about like Zelda? No, like uh, okay. Monkey Island, um, Gabriel Knight, um, uh, Sins of the Father, or something. There's three of them, mm-hmm. and then like there's a bu- there's a bunch of other ones, and they were pretty popular. Like the the Indiana Jones Atlantis. If you remember that game, we had as kids. I remember Pitfall. That's not what you're talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, but the point is, <laughs> I they, just that's they're called point and click adventure games. So yeah. basically, what it is is like a screen with like you have like a t- little character, and you can click to make him move, and you mm-hmm. click on objects, and he'll like go over to him and describe them or pick them up, and then you have to solve puzzles. And sometimes they're time based, sometimes they're not. Um, like Laser Shoot Larry is a good example of that. Um, Laser King, Shoot Larry, King's Quest. Those were all like really popular. The thing is like. Um, there's this great website called Old Man Murray that's like used to be um, like used to do video game criticism back before it was even a thing like in the <laughs> 80s or I guess not the 80s but like the 90s but um, they, and all those guys work for Valve now they write games for Valve <laughs> but they um, they had this really great article about like what killed adventure games and they they just copy and paste a solution to one of the puzzles and it's the most from like one a very popular adventure game it's the most convoluted ridiculous thing you have to like construct yourself a disguise by like getting a cat to run through a hole where you've put tape so that it the, the tape catches some of the cat's fur and then you can put it on your face to have a mustache but you can't just put the tape on your face you have to like get maple syrup and then put the but it's tape doesn't matter you gotta get the maple syrup and put it on the hair and then put it on your face and then you look like someone else and you can do something and it's just like the most convoluted thing and they're like at the end of that whole description that they've just copied and pasted from some other website they're like that's why adventure games died because they're ridiculous and convoluted and you have to find the screwdriver and the, the flashing on the car and yeah. like blah, blah 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 and like my point is that like that's examples of bad loot like they like went too far you the, think? yeah like the story is trying to like or like I guess the the gameplay is trying like they're trying to like shove gameplay into a story where it doesn't belong mm. you know okay yeah. Like, it, it just makes it convoluted and not fun Yeah, to figure things out when it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But you know? we, I mean, I was going to say, we didn't feel like there was, we went to extremes yesterday, did we? Mm. No, no, no. No, but, like, Tim Schafer is extremely good at what he does. Well, like, yes. Yeah. I feel like well, he's probably then, one of the best. Right, yeah. And, like, the thing, too, where uh, the, the one part 
where you show the tree the stool. Like, I did not even think to do that. <laughs> we did it by accident, I yeah, think, right? Yeah, I think we did. I, I, I'd actually played it the, the night before. Oh, okay, okay, so you remember doing that. But he's like, is that mutilated tree flesh? And I was like, oh. Because I totally, like, when, you know, because we walk back and you put you put the bucket on them. And I was like, we did that by accident. Because we were like. Once again, I knew and I just did it. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I played up until the point where you got into the, the Pyramid of the Dead Eye God the night before. Oh. And so I knew all of that up to that point. Okay. So I was kind of like pretending like I didn't know. It's like, give you guys a chance to shout <laughs> well, out. It worked, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, so, well, I, I figured that you knew what was going on because that was so out of place. So I was yeah. like, okay, so obviously he's going to have to like, and the tree kept talking about throwing up. And I was like, okay, so obviously the bucket is, you know, the bucket's going to be for the sap and then the sap will come into play somewhere else. But, mm-hmm. um, when you went and had the dude make you a stool out of driftwood <laughs> and then showing the stool to the tree, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, so Matt clearly knows knew what to do, but, like, I would not have guessed. I would have been like, okay, so how are you going to get him to yak? Well, I like, think, like, it's... Where's the axe? I know. At some point, know, like, you'd be like, uh, you do it out of frustration. Like, yeah, just, just try, try everything. And then he'd be like, oh, is that true? Beautiful, feel fresh. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think, like, to, like, his adventure games are really good because he makes we were talking to Lorraine about this but he makes the characters say things that are hints just but in way of passing yeah so like like, for instance my example is like Harmony Lightbeard he says something about like she's like oh why are you so high up here it's like one of the questions and like it doesn't seem like an interesting question but you ask it just because it's there and he says oh I'm exactly as high up from the forest as light as it is from, or I'm high up from Maryloft as it as Maryloft is from the forest below. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, in your mind, you're like, oh, so, and I just went up a huge ladder, and she keeps talking about a ladder to get down. Yeah. She asks every other character. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have to use that ladder to get down to the forest. It's kind of like neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. Like, if they say it enough times, eventually you're like, hey. Maybe that's important. Hey. Well, and like, like when I play whistle. that game, yeah. yeah. If I were to play that game, it, I pro- I honestly, I probably would not have caught that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, three gold eggs, three baskets. Yeah, yeah that's what exactly. I, that was my idea. Yeah, I was like, like obviously, totally, that's where it goes. Right, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I would have gotten that and then would have been happily surprised yeah. when the ladder dropped. There's other examples of it, though, like, yeah. game. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, the, he, the tree constantly talks about... Like throwing up, throwing and like, up, yeah. and so you're like, okay, so clearly you have to provoke him into throwing <laughs> Although sap at you. I would not have like, in my mind, I was like, he's not going to throw up sap. Like I was just like, <laughs> what you, like wood chunklets. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, gross. That's not how you get sap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this the game is like completely not scientific. I know. It's like, also like coming out of his mouth. Yeah. So like, okay, first I thought just you go... hung it when you when you do the action. I thought that you had hung it like on his nose. Oh. So that and so then that you're gonna like out his mouth, his nose or something. Well, he also says something like. You, you say, like, oh, I'm here representing, like, Lumberjack Curtis, and he's like, oh, that psychopathic killer, I once saw him hack an old lady to death. <laughs> and, like, you continue the conversation, and, he's, and he tells you that he ter- that Curtis turned the tree into a stool, and that, yeah. and, like, during that conversation where he tells you that, he's like, oh, he turned her into a stool, I'm going to throw up if I even think about stools. Uh, and, you know, yeah, through that okay, conversation, yeah. you kind of, like, get the hint, like, oh, Curtis wants to make me a stool, so if I get a stool, I can make him throw up, and... Yeah. Whatever. Bella too, like she was like kind of evil. <laughs> it's, so, funny, it's funny because I thought she was like a strong woman character. <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm talking about in that in that particular moment no, where no. she's like, she's just, and then he had to like she got rip the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And like, 
And so, so I'm thinking, like, I'm sitting here thinking from the tree but perspective, and I'm like, oh my god, what a bitch. <laughs> oh my god, this is horrible. Oh wait, it's a tree. Like, it's funny because in that situation, if I were playing it alone, I would have, I would have made the connection, as in, um, <laughs> I would have made the connection as in like. Okay, he keeps on talking about the stool, and so does the lumberjack. Okay, and then I would have just been like, "Why don't I just go get the stool?" It wouldn't <laughs> have occurred happens. to me, yeah. yeah, that some that it would have thrown up, and that's where I get the sap. I would have been like, "Yeah." Well, well the thing the is, like, you don't need to know the exact the key to this. sequence. Like, sometimes yeah. you just like have to know enough to try something. You don't yeah. need to know that it, like A is gonna cause B, gonna cause C, yeah. kind of C. You just like be like. Maybe A and B are related. Yeah, and, and then like, do it. If you yeah. didn't have the bucket, though, would he have thrown up and you just wouldn't have gotten any of this out? Yes. Yeah, the first time we played, we actually didn't have the bucket and he just threw up on the ground and we're like, well, what do we do with this? <laughs> just like, yeah. Handfuls. <laughs> Gross. Which, in real life, you would have been like, oh, okay. Like. <laughs> I just don't think trees throw up sap, guys. I think <laughs> that it's something we need to write Tim Schafer about. <laughs> Excuse me, Tim Schaefer. I'm a backer, and I'm upset. <laughs> and also, like, oh, and she like swings the axe, and that's what like. Oh, the you have the mouth. Like they don't have mouths. Otherwise, were they created without mouths? What kind of cruel god made them capable of speech? But how but it also, them? well, I think as the as the lumberjack is like cutting into him, like she only did the one time, and then he had a mouth. Yeah. But like, I think if. He'd start to chop it. They'd be like, "What are you doing?" And they'd be like, "What?" And <laughs> the then he keeps doing able it. To scream is when someone's killing you. <laughs> so horrifying. It was definitely a very inventive game. <laughs> it did get a little dark. <laughs> it did, but it was good. I liked race, her. Though. I liked her because she was like, "But what if we fought the monster?" <laughs> like, oh, honey, <laughs> you're so cute. She's like, like, "No, really, hunting." <laughs> No, really, where's the knife? <laughs> well, and Grandma's, like, fucking psycho. Yeah. Well, and we, we were, like, started playing it. I was like, guys, I think somebody, they're tar- like, this feels like some girls are going to get eaten. And then it was like, <laughs> you have to get eaten by the monster. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> it's my worst fear. I also like the fact that they were um, not, like, white, that family. It was clearly, oh, like... So. Um, and you, it, it, nothing was ever made of it. Like the old grandpa was wearing like one of these haji caps, so, like people who go mm. on the he haj. looked, yeah, he and looked, so was the mother. So obviously that's not what it was. But like but. the grandma looked like she could have been like, I don't know, like her. Demeanor. I think she was French because she had baguettes. In her she hair. had baguettes in her hair. <laughs> but I mean, I appreciate that that yeah. it wasn't mentioned and it was just part of the game, and it's I true. like it. And then the second part was I really appreciate the storytelling in that because. Even before, like, you got very far, you understood that he had been in this ship for a long time. <laughs> like, since he was a child. Could yeah. you have played the, could you have played it the opposite way? Like, yeah. Okay, so you oh, could okay. have been the little so. boy first, and then you probably would have played up to a certain part, and yeah. then you would have had to have played as the girl? You know, you could, like, switch just at any point. Yeah, I think you can switch back and forth as you please. Oh, okay. So yeah. we just, we just played we just it through, one, yeah. but. Okay. Yeah, that's and, pretty cool. Like everything in the in the thing was built for a child, and like she she was sending him on these missions. Oh my god, so I love the controls and how it was like a big like, monster and like a big triangle, and it was like obviously oh, like a kid best. toy. I love the uh, the knitted creatures. And Emily, uh, I told Irene, but you should also do this. You should knit some of those and try and sell them because they would make money. Yeah, sure. And you might get sued. Probably not. Too many. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to. I made uh, those category balls com- and companion the, cubes. The companion cubes and the the bombs from Team Fortress. Oh, too. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you made, I think if you made those like, those yarn creatures, yeah. like the yarn robots. <laughs> like, ah, 
Yeah. Those make just love the arm. I'm going to scrap machine to get all the cheap sewing machines. Okay. Make yarn creatures. I like those guys. Those are my favorite characters. They were. They were. They were just adorable, but they were also like sarcastic. They were kind of like when they were playing cards, and like he's like he says something about like. I can't eat all that whipped cream or something and the guy's like whoa this kid's got problems <laughs> I love yeah, my like, oh you can't eat an ice cream avalanche for <laughs> you you've got some serious issues yeah I mean all of that was just it was so genius mm-hmm. and their technology was clearly scarf based which <laughs> yeah. was very very I like that a lot <laughs> weird but it would work now yeah. scarf well here's the question scarf, yeah. who was the knitter was it the nav Navigation dude, or was it mother the computer? Who like, was who was she doing the knitting? She was, she said, I could knit you some, oh, like, the, like, the, like the arms, that's like, right. her hand <laughs> with the head, the knitted, but also, like, yeah. the nav guy was clearly knitting the nav scarf, yeah. So, like, maybe, maybe it's just like knit based technology. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the loom. <laughs> I feel like that's where we're headed, yeah. Clearly, yeah, I mean, clearly, this is some futurist talk right now. <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts talks about like, um. The analogy that, like, if the Bible ha- could have predicted the, the internet, like, the analogy that the Bible would have used, and they talked about, like, you know, for the web and stuff, and they're like, it's a loom. It's a loom. And they go on this whole thing, and then they're like, what? Thou, like, the commandments would have been like, whilst looming, thou shalt not, you know, and they're like, <laughs> you know. Good nudie pics of your dick. <laughs> on dick pics. No dick pics. Thou shalt um, not post dick pics. <laughs> yeah, and it was, but it was like this great like. I always thought that was like, oh, that's actually a really good like analogy, yeah. you know, like the loom and <laughs> weaving all this stuff. And then when I, I actually thought about that as we were watching it. Oh yeah, the, last the, night the, like the the scarf the scarf making computer. Well, I'm just saying. Here's a dude. question. Um, cause she, they said that the monster was from beyond the wall. So was he actually traveling the universe? It said beyond the veil of dreams or the, beyond like the that. plague wall. The, oh, the plague wall. Yeah. The oh, plague. So mm. he's from beyond the plague wall and from a destroyed planet. Was he really traveling the world or the universe or was he just traveling that one planet? Because he was traveling that one planet because when she gets tossed inside of the mug, Whatever. Also, spoilers for anyone who cares to play the game. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I'm gonna write it up in the beginning. There are spoilers in this (laughs) left and right. Go on. Um, but like when she, you know, when they like he pops out and she like falls in. Yeah. Where? What was a window? Like, do you remember in the background? Like, what was a window? There was a that he was looking through that had like you know he was looking at the space and the stars and stuff. It was like a cracked window. So she falls into that. But no, it wasn't a window. It was like the Truman Show. It was painted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think that he was on another planet. I think he was like on one planet, and it was made to look like that. So he was in this like containment unit, but he wasn't. And they were saying that he was traveling the world. Cause every time, yeah, because every time he went to a different system, like a star system, yeah. they were going to another town. Yeah, because he wasn't traveling. Yeah, it was just the same planet. So. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, wait. But so did he rise up from the waters? It was kind of like a submarine, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was thinking that his, his destroyed planet, it's the same planet. It's just that he comes from beyond the plague wall, like they said, where there's a plague. <laughs> Because why would you need a plague wall? Oh, so you're saying maybe, like, the people in that part of the planet thought the planet was doomed. Yeah. And they sent, like, a little ship that doesn't travel the planet. Well, maybe it malfunctioned. Maybe it didn't leave. Well, we were thinking, I was, well, I was thinking maybe that it was part, because the the guy in the Jedi God 
pyramid. Yeah. He's on the same mission as the other, as the, the Project right. Dandelion or whatever it was. Yeah. So, like, there's clearly part of the same, like... So maybe there's more than one. Group. Maybe a couple people were sent out. Well, he yeah. crashed his spaceship, though. He wasn't in the Mog Chathra. No, but but the point is like, but are maybe there he two was Mog in the Mog Chathra. Well, doesn't Grandma like talk about how they like thing? breed and stuff? So I mean, I think it's implied that they. Well, she says it is imagined. They it is thought that they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grandma. So there's supposed to be more than one Mog Chathra. Well, oh, I, she said beyond the plague wall. That's where they come from, and that's yeah. where they breed. Yeah. Supposedly, I wonder if he was like, if his ship was like destroyed by the Beastenders or something. Yeah, maybe. Or that like, because he makes mention of the steel bunting. Mm. Yeah, and how and vicious warriors they were. Yeah, everybody was bunting. really, everyone was really scared of them. Yeah, the beast enders. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, I think that he was the same as what is the dude's name? Shay. Shay. So Alex, who's the guy who crashed, is the same as Shay, but Shay was, but like in different. Set so he was sent out first. He was, or maybe he was sent out as an adult, and Shay was sent out as a child. But sort of like, well, he hung out for a while and then went to cryo sleep for three hundred years. So, and maybe they like he launched been... him off the planet, and then he came back down, and he didn't notice that it was the same planet. So I think like any of these things are plausible. It's just like I think that because Tim Schafer is such a good writer and like they're so good at making adventure games, any of these things could be the like yeah. the case. We can't and, like, know. It's, it's just like there's too many avenues to really like logically explore. We're gonna write fan fiction. For yeah, exactly. This game. <laughs> you know, you could go. There's so many places you could go that would be plausible that yeah. it's kind of like hard to, to describe, like hard to even speculate. Why did you do this to us, Matthew? This Why is did my you fault, bring clearly. us this game yeah. that is only half finished? Well, I was thinking about it like. Vela will have an interesting time inside the Mog Chathra. She'll like go around and like <laughs> fuck with systems and like press buttons. Yeah, I'm not worried worried about her. But I... but Shay, I think, will just have like a boring. He'll, he'll just like wander around and be bored because like I think like the more interesting portion of like that society is like what happens to like teenage girls. The Mog Chathra, yeah, thing. the Mog Chathra thing. Whereas like Shay is just like a dude. Like he's gonna become like Curtis. I, like, want, a I think and just I think chill. he'll. Well, see, I was thinking more like he'd probably find Alex. Yeah, and Maybe. Alex. And yeah, Alex and would Alex be like, hey. We're just Maybe. supposed to be at that thing. And I mean, has, like, Shay ever seen another human being before? Like, he has he's seen, like, robots. Presumably not. not yeah. crochet animals. He's seen, <laughs> you're not made of crochet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's probably got to be like enthralling for him to like be off the ship the first yeah. time. Before I guess maybe it'll be exciting, and like through his excitement, we can we'll like experience some also. Excitement. Well, he knows that there other people exist too, though, because he makes mention to the he he yeah. won't he won't call the computer mother. But like I know <laughs> elephants know, and, exist, but whenever I'm around one, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and I think also that like he he's gonna have more of the knowledge of what's going on. So like. He knows this was going on, and he's going to figure out that's what he was doing. Well, he may though, because like, but everything was so insulated for him. He may not make the connection. Me, no. yeah. I mean, maybe he will. Like, maybe that's where the yeah. story goes. But like, I think he's going to meet Dad though, because Dad is always outside the the ship. The ship, but then the ship is also inside Mokchathra. Yeah. So wait, I don't know. Part of my theory is that like maybe Alex was dead. But then, like, why did he okay shooting Mokchathra? Why was he okay with that? Yeah, I don't think that's, that's a good dead. point. He's I also think maybe dead. He's also crazy. He's For a hundred years. <laughs> he's a little off. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Shay is 300 years old. 
Well, and you anywhere. think, like, you know, you think about, like, okay, because we, because we had talked about how, like, you know, the Mogchathra, like, kidnaps the girls and finds one who's, like, suitable to have the next baby. Well, the thing is, we don't Suppos- know that for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 That's, that's but, speculation. But what I'm so, saying, though, is that if, if that's we, the case. If that's the case, then dad would have been the, like, father would have been, dude. like, the Alex character or the Shay character. Right? Yeah. So maybe that's why he's... Because he knows what's going on. But then... So that's why he's always just like, ah, another day in space, blah, blah, blah. Why and he's, he like, very absent. Chills? And, yeah. Or, well, he is kind of shady, though, right? Like, yeah. He's like got he's some always, secrets, like, he wants to tell, but I guess... Maybe he is the wolf thing. That's what uh, Irene thinks. That was... Yeah. yeah. I think he is, too. Well, the only thing that makes me think that is that when he was crushed by the things, he was like, save yourself, which I was like... Okay, he's clearly got you know, he's more interested in saving Shay than he is himself. Yeah. So he's like, we have to get you somewhere safe, and then it collapsed on him, and he's like, run. He's being a total creeper up until then. Yeah. Although maybe it's like a red herring. Maybe it's made to make us think he is like a bad guy, but not really. Yeah. Because like, there's no reason. Like we we see that he's like a, a a wolf, and we see that like the little things you're saving are chickens, and we're automatically like. Wait like, a red flags. Like, what's up? <laughs> red flag. <laughs> but like, maybe it's just like, <laughs> what is it face value? Like, maybe he's really saving the girls or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like the fact that he's like, just leave them. Like, you know, what? What does it matter? Because he knows that, like, he's using the idea of like, oh, we're going to go rescue them. But he also knows that not rescuing them, they'll be fine. Like, hmm. you know, he's like, just leave it. Just leave it. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, because he knows that it's, like... Yeah. Well, I was thinking, also, what if it's a way of, like, letting the villagers know, like, some of their daughters aren't good enough, so they have to present, like, the best, I hate to say, like, breeding stock? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I I think that's what's going on there. Like, I don't think they, the, the uh, spaceship was eating them or anything, so... What's, like, the first... Because remember, you, you got attacked at one point by something... I think that's when, like, uh, when Vela lets go. Because, like, um, the first time, you're just like, oh, you gotta leave, there's none of your shit, we gotta go. And mm-hmm. so you just leave the last one, and you're like, oh my god, life or death. No, but I thought, like, there was a point, like, when they, they cancel all the missions because you get attacked. Well, yeah, the second one is when Vela, like, kicks back and tries right. to fly away. She kicks the foot? Yeah, because, like, you see, like, whatever the claws got is, like, yeah. changing, and then you lose it. And that's her escaping um, the first time. Yeah. And then the second time when it happens, it's her again, and she's, like, blowing you up. Yeah. Cause you've got it her... seems like kind of disproportionate, though. Like that's not really a threat to Mogshaw. Like you know, well, it's a threat to like the way it should go, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, know. she's super cautious. The mother that's computer, true. the Uber mother. <laughs> um, yeah, she's just like super. Because also, she the first time it happened, she wasn't really like nothing. It was on lockdown, but it wasn't like yeah. the ship wasn't shaking, you know, stuff like that. But the yeah. The second time when she was like shooting him with Alex's uh, laser, or laser or whatever, it was like well, and like if the if the wolf thing is like really like you said like a red herring, you know, it's like man, they have come up. I guess they've been doing this at least three hundred years, <laughs> at least since Alex, you know, crash landed. So it's like they've come up with the most 
almost like you were talking about like the other games or it's like the cat and the tape sort of thing it's like so then we're gonna make him so bored that he wants to die that he's just gonna totally trust this wolf thing (laughs) and do whatever he tells them and we're gonna come up with like really like just nonsense like we just he's so literally suicidal (laughs) yeah like and it's like oh we we have to we have to manually override the you know the like grabber yeah. arms and but like you know be, what I mean. It's like oh my god. Like, that I mean, I would say that if the fox is the wolf is mother is father. Clearly, they're not working together, mother and father. And you I think, think so? that I, I think that she like overrode everything. Like no, we're gonna keep him safe. And he's like, he needs a wife. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they. Well, I mean, to like, but like girls for like what I was saying. Like maybe it's just like an elaborate ploy to like make. Exactly what happened. Well, not, maybe not the destroyed part, but like you couldn't, you can't account for Vela, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. From the interior of that thing, but like maybe it's exactly designed to make the the Mog Chothra like select mates for uh, Shay. Yeah, but then or to take them beyond the the plate. Yeah, exactly. There's so many of them. So what if they like they're taking <laughs> them back? Like one of them would inevitably, I guess, have to be for Shay. But what if they're taking them back to the plate oh, wall as like a procreation? Like, I suppose that's true. Oh my god! New line! They don't have uteruses on the other side of the plate wall, so they have to import women who've been, like, untainted. Well, they keep on talking about... very um, children of men. At least Alex... Alex, um, keeps on saying he was supposed to get back. He was supposed to go back. Mm. So, like, maybe he's supposed to bring these women back. But then... Why did they entrust this mission to a child is also a question. Well, they don't really, do they? No, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Uber mother is kind of on their face. Crazy. I kind of want to see what happens when Bella runs into Mom on the ship. Because, <laughs> like, Mom used to be, like, a sacrifice girl or whatever. Yeah, I guess. That would be interesting. Yeah. If I knew that I wasn't actually getting eaten, I would have been like, this is awesome, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, good discussion, guys. Yeah, I'll play um, video games. Okay. <laughs> We have to figure out a way to sign off. Um, where are you going? <laughs> You're going to have to I'm sign off with us. I'm just taking the time. Just, just taking the time. Okay. Three-part harmonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never heard us sing, have you? <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to say goodnight. And then you guys say goodnight, too. So, goodnight, listeners. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>